Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, are we aligned? If we were, how would we know? <laughs> and how do we know that we're not? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the starting points with this is when do you ask this question? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I imagine that a lot of our listeners have been in that place of, you know, never ending visioning or, you know, we're going to rewrite the mission statement again and not feeling like that's really helpful. Um, and so I want to be careful of, of like saying, well, if you have a mission statement, then you must all be aligned. And I think that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So, but I also am sensitive to you need times that you sort of check these things and you also need times that you just sort of move ahead. And so how do you know when to even ask the question? Yeah. Yeah. There's a piece around, uh, do we have sufficient alignment to move forward? Uh, or are we noticing a sufficient lack of alignment that we need to stop? Um, and yeah, there's a, a degree of how, what are you noticing and how do you know when you need to do one of those two things, even to ask the question. Um, and, and slightly before we get to that, I, I want to say that I tend to talk about, uh, I draw a distinction between alignment and agreement. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's really important. Like we can be aligned about what it is that we are trying to accomplish together, even when we don't agree on the method that we're actually going to use for doing that. So for me, it's more a case of, are we pointing in the same direction? Um, are we pointing towards the same thing? Are we both thinking this is, this is the way we want to move? Uh, do you make a, a similar distinction? I do, and I would take it even further. We can be aligned about sort of the direction we're going, even if we don't fully agree that it's the right direction, right? We mm. can have like a, I think we should go this way, and you think we should go that way. And I just agree that going a way is better, and I'm and I'm willing to get behind that with you, not grudgingly. That doesn't work as well. But like I can go there, even though somewhere in my heart of hearts, and I've said, I think this other way is better. So alignment really is, it, it's agreement that we're going to head this way, but not mm -hmm. at all agreement that we're sure all of us that it's the best way or the only way or any of those kinds of things. Yeah, and what that also brings up is that when you are aligned, you often have reservations, right? Mm -hmm. It's not unconditional, right? I, um, and sometimes the barriers to alignment are about making sure that those reservations get addressed to a sufficient degree. So, yeah. so I think that's an important piece uh, of, of being clear about what is and isn't alignment. It isn't absolutely we agree exactly where every comma and every semicolon uh, and and exactly every word in the mission statement should be right that's that's not what it is but it is uh, a sense that there is a common underlying spirit and purpose uh, behind what it is that we're doing and i think that kind of points us to that first question I asked, which is, when do we ask the question? What are the yeah. indicators that say we should be getting curious about whether alignment is missing? Um, and I think one of those is when there's a lack of commitment. Mm. Um, and I think especially in a workplace, everybody's there sort of dredging along, getting their paycheck. But if there's not sort of that passion or engagement or, you know, sort of 
really strong mental presence in the work. Um, in nonprofit settings, you're more apt to even see people just not showing up to meetings. That you know, if you're in a volunteer kind of environment, you can just see attrition happening. But if you're not seeing, if you're seeing lack, lack of commitment, I think that's one indicator that you might not have alignment. Um, and then the other big indicator that I would be looking for is there a lack of alignment is if you, you're just in disagreement after disagreement after disagreement over what seems like piddly little stuff, doesn't seem like big picture stuff, but is that sort of where to keep getting stuck or keep having to struggle through, that's the time to say, maybe we've lost our alignment or never had it. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I work with a lot is that idea of those recurring uh, patterns of interaction where it's not actually about the content of the interaction. It's about something deeper, some misalignment you know, that's under that. Um, we often have a tendency to ascribe you know, uh, things to the interpersonal level where it's like, oh yeah, it's because these two people just don't get along. And in fact, it's the case of they don't have alignment about each of their roles and responsibilities in the project or the organization is. Um, but that's not apparent until you sort of see this pattern come through a couple of times. Um, they, they, they may not agree on, or they may not have clarity about what the goals of the project are, and they may not have clarity about how each of them is expected to contribute to that. And then we start attributing it to, well, they just don't like each other, or they don't work well together. They don't have good chemistry. Um, and so that, yeah, that recurring like disagreements just seem to come up uh, and it doesn't really seem to be about whatever the content of it is. That's one of my clues that there's some, some degree of, of, of less than ideal alignment. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And I think one of the things you're pointing to there are the, the sort of many potential areas where alignment can happen or not happen. Um, and I think one of the, the key things is are we all trying to get to the same goal because mm -hmm. if that's not there you know I, I it's really tough to get into a collaborative space if one person's intent is to you know go to paris and the other person's intent is to go to china you're not going to get them on the same plane i mean yeah. it's just not going to happen and so i think if we can get clear about the alignment around objective then everything else is downstream of that. And, yeah. and you do also want alignment about all those other things you mentioned, but really focusing in on, are we trying to get to the same place? And that might be the same big picture place, or it may be sort of key points along the way. The next thing we need to do is, that's the, the primary objective or the proximate objective. Yeah, yeah. And I think where we run into problems is that often in very tactical um, operational sort of work, we don't talk about goals. We don't mm -hmm. talk about purpose a whole lot. We talk about what do we need to do. Uh, and so we don't realize that we are ascribing different purposes or objectives to this sort of stuff. It, or, or we drift from it. Like we might have been aligned. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about this like just in terms of like a car, right? You get your tires aligned and the ride is smooth and it's all good. Right, and then then something happens. You like hit a rock, or just naturally over time, there's drift, and just slowly as it gets out of alignment through natural patterns of use and wear, it's less smooth. And and if you let it go for too long, or something traumatic happens, like you have to get your car pulled out of a muddy field, um, that's a story for another time. Uh, but 
then it can it can be really obvious that it's out of alignment. Uh, and one of the things that I find sort of going back to our original question, are we aligned, uh, that is useful to, to be able to answer that is coming back to that sort of what is our goal right now very regularly and checking in with people about it, asking them, and to your point about commitment, how committed to you are this? Are you to this goal right now? Are we still committed to this goal? Um, and sometimes when the answer to that is no, it's because something has changed that actually indicates you need to change the goal. Yes. So I think in some ways the easiest, easiest, ha, huh, simplest thing to do um, is to just come back to what were you originally aligned about and check in with that periodically and ask people, what is your degree of commitment to this right now? I think that's true. And, and I also think this is a, a great place to, to, there are a couple of practices that I think apply to lots of things, but certainly apply here. One is just put it on your calendar. You know, like you're just every month, every three months, sort of depending on what your workflow and work cycles are, but periodically you're going to stop and, and just really tangibly explicitly ask the question to the group. This is what we said last time we asked this question. Is that where we still are? you know, how, what has changed. For that method to work, you need a great deal of trust in the, in the group. There needs to be a lot of safety that people can say, you know, I'm not sure that's what we should be doing anymore. That's mm -hmm. a vulnerable, courageous kind of thing to say. And, and you need it to be able to be said. So I think that sort of put it on the calendar, do it formally, do it really explicitly as one piece. Um, I also think this can be an area where it can be interesting to try to get to alternate sort of modalities of how people are thinking and relating to sort of get at some of these things. And I, I, I want to toss it to you about, do you have thoughts of other than just, you know, the standard ask a question, everybody give an answer. Are there other strategies that you've used to get groups to look at this? Um, so I will uh, often do multiple reframes, right? Where, where the, the invitation that I'll make to the group is also sort of different, right? It's like, make a list of all the things that are telling us that we are aligned, right? Or that this is what we should still be doing. Now make a list of all the things that are telling us that something isn't right, or that maybe we should be changing stuff. Um, because you actually, for me, asking the yes, no, are, are you still on board with this? Um, I think forces people into, they have to choose, right? And also there's a right answer from a psychological safety standpoint. <laughs> um, it's like the question that I say that the only useful answer to the question, do you understand, is no. Uh, because if I ask you, do you understand? And you say, yes, I still don't know that you understand, right? right. You think you understand, but we don't know that we actually yeah, and so it's like if I ask you, "Are we aligned about this?" and you say yes, who knows? So I will also sometimes do the, um, you know, ask people in individually or in small groups to describe what you think the purpose of what we're doing is right now, and now let's compare those with each other. Um, so it it varies. Uh, I'll do a couple of different things. I'm curious what is in your uh, bag of tricks around this. Yeah. So one thing that I like for all kinds of things is spectrum exercises. Yeah. And so if you can get some questions um, that that there's a degree of mm -hmm. kind of spectrum around mm -hmm. um, that would relate to purpose. 
And mm -hmm. I think, you know, some of them can be very specific to your project, you know, or, you know, how close are we to our goal? How are we progressing? Those kinds of things. But essentially what you do is you put opposite ends of the spectrum on, on either end of the room. And, yep. you know, and you, I, I put pieces of paper up there um, and then ask people to stand where they are on that. Um, but you can also ask things like my sense of others in the group is where they are on this where I am personally on this. And that can be often interesting. In my experience, you almost always get somewhat different information, like what, mm -hmm. where people think everybody is and where people self-report being is not usually the same. Um, so, and then you sort of talk about that. You sort of look around and go, oh, we've got somebody over here that, that thinks we're not making any progress at all. We've got somebody over here who thinks we're gonna be done tomorrow. Why are we, why do we have that difference? And is it, you know, often it's because the piece of the project that they're looking at is very different, you know, hands on a different part of the elephant. And if yeah. then they can describe that that's also headed toward the solution of getting more alignment. Yeah. I, I use techniques like that a lot. It's one of my favorite things to do in groups because so much information becomes very visible very quickly without the need for any talking. Um, and then we debrief it. And, exactly. <laughs> um, right, so you go, oh, okay. Because also people will read into where other people are standing, right? Until you find out, you know, why are you standing there? You know, what is it that, um, that has drawn you to that? Um, and also those are things where you really do have to amp up the degree of safety, you know, and, and make agreements about how the, there is no wrong place to stand, right? Mm -hmm. the, this is all just information. Um, and because it can be scary to actually make a stand um, uh, for, for where you are right now. Once groups have been through that once or twice, then they, I think they see the power of it, um, uh, which is why I will often ease into something like that, uh, where we'll do it around something lower stakes before we get to how committed to you are how committed are you to this plan that will either make or break our organization? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things I like about that, and, and there are variations of that. You can do dot exercises where people yeah. prioritize. You can do all sorts of things where you get people out of their chairs. Um, and I like it too that it shifts who in the group speaks most. Yeah. Um, you know, if you just go around and ask the question, the people who are most comfortable verbally are going to dominate that, that mm -hmm. conversation. And the spectrum exercise really balances that because everybody's up and out of their chair. Um, and, and you can adapt it if you've got folks in wheelchairs or other things, you can work on mobility yep. things with that. But um, it, it really balances and most people feel safer standing somewhere on a line than they do speaking that position. Yep. And so it is a, it, it helps with the safety and it's not a cure-all for the safety problem. So, yeah. yeah, there's a, there are two things that I'll add to that. One is that when I'm doing that sort of technique, when we're doing the debriefing, um, I won't ask everyone to speak, but I will ask at various points, you know, I'll say, I'd love to hear uh, from someone who is more towards this end or more towards that end or more towards the middle. And then I'll also say things like, I'd love to hear anything that hasn't been said yet. Um, and so it's really, you don't need to repeat what someone else has said, right? But if there is yep. new information that the group doesn't have yet, um, I think that can be really valuable and also creates some more safety 
because you know you're not going to be forced to speak um, if you're not comfortable saying something. The other thing uh, that I'll add is before I do something like that, I will actually do a lot of exercises around clarifying what exactly it is that we're asking for alignment about. Um, so when I was working with a, a group back in January where they were rolling out this new strategy for the year and the leader really asked me like I need to know how committed are people to this how aligned around the strategy are they I said great first we're going to do a heck of a lot of work to make sure that they understand what the strategy actually is I think when you ask for alignment before making sure that you've created clarity people are just reacting to whatever their hopes and fears about this nebulous thing is they might actually be really behind the thing you actually have in mind as the person presenting it or as the, you know, the leader who's come up with this. But that might not be coming out because they're reacting to not what you're actually saying, to what they think you're saying. And so before checking on alignments, I really try to help the group get clear what it is we're asking for alignment about. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And that really brings us to, okay, so when we find out that we're not aligned, now what? I think that's a whole other episode. I, yeah, I think it is. And, and I think the main thing is pause, breathe, and, and be prepared to do some work around that. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I think celebrate that you've discovered that you're not aligned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. So until next time, I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. And this has been Employing Differences. <laughs>